my friends, we would like to welcome you to the New Day of Hope broadcast with your hosts, Glennis and Helena Langley. We are coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. Today is a wonderful day in the life of those of us who love Jesus. I tell you, man, it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to bless his holy name. God is an awesome God, man. A God who reigns in beauty. A God who reigns in power and in might. He's a God of wisdom. And with him, my friends, all things are possible. You know, this would be a very good time for you to call a neighbor or call a friend and let them know that the New Day of Hope broadcast is on the air and that they should join us and enjoy the blessings of the Lord. You know that this program is designed to empower and to restore hope and to transform lives through the preaching and teaching of the infallible word of the Lord. You know what the Bible says? That the grass will wither away, the flowers will fade away, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. Glory to his name. I am happy about that because I know that the word of God will stand forever. Today we have something that's different because uh, the ladies are going to do their own thing and we are just going to remain quiet and let them do their own thing today. Here is my my dear wife and my good friend, Miss Darling. They are going to take care of business for you. Today I am so excited because my sister Darlene is here with me and we will be sharing with you on the subject, Becoming a Woman of Excellence. Yes, just like Helena said, I'll be talking with you today about becoming a woman of excellence. When becoming a woman of excellence, first you have to know who you are in God and know your responsibilities as a woman of God. Knowing who you are in God and your responsibilities in God is the foundation on which to build a life of excellence. In Matthews 7, 24 and 25, we read, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And we as believers understand that our rock is Jesus Christ. Now in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. We also understand that our God is all-knowing. He knew that you were going to grow up in poor conditions. He knew that you were going to lose your mother as a young child due to breast cancer. He knew that you would contemplate suicide. He knew that your father would not be in your life. He knew that you would give yourself to men undeserving of your love. He knew that you would experience physical and sexual abuse. He knew that you would get an abortion. You know what else he knew? He knew that one day, you would doubt his love for you. In Genesis 1, 26 through 31, I'm going to paraphrase it. In the text, we see that God created us in his image after he blessed us and then gave us his purpose for our lives. And when he finished, he looked at us and said, this is good. Mm. See how awesome our God is? He knew us before conception 
how our lives would play out and the day we will breathe our last breath on this earth. But he still created us and said, this is good. If you are yet to understand how awesome you are to God, let me break it down for you. Let's say you have the ability to see into the future. You are able to see your future husband and this man is physically abusing you and cheating on you. Now we spring you into the future where you are getting ready to meet this man for the first time with his fine self. Honestly, would you deal with him? I know I wouldn't. I would not want to put myself through the pain and hurt. That's why I said you had the ability to see into the future. Because if I said change the future, half of us wouldn't even be here. But God, yes, but God, he didn't think or even worry about all the negative things you would do or experience in your life because he never imagined you going through them without him. You've got to be something special, something amazing for God to still create you knowing all that. See the importance of knowing who you are in God. Being a woman of excellence, we know who we are in God. We understand our value and worth. We speak with confidence. We stand up for ourselves with boldness. We have no time to entertain the latest gossip about other women because we are too busy trying to build them up. We don't focus on the negative things in our upbringings, our shortcomings, and our so-called imperfections because we understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. That's how we can rise above every situation and circumstance with integrity and grace. Women of excellence learn from bad situations. If the same bad situations keep repeating in your life, it's because you're too emotional in that moment to learn anything. When you realize that everything works together for the good of them who loves God, you are more apt to look deeper into your issues and learn from them so they can benefit you in the future and others that cross your path. People have crossed your path, but you had too much hurt from your own mess that you couldn't even be that blessing to them because you joined in on their pity party. Most of the time, you left them more wounded than when they came to you. You may not understand how it's going to work for your good. But remember, you're living out his purpose for your life. And when you are able to learn from your own situations, you are able to bless others in theirs. Women of excellence know who you are in God. So when that person or persons come to you for help, make sure your light is shining so bright that they see the God you serve and desire more of him for themselves. Women of excellence learn from their life lessons because they know it is important for their purpose and assignment God placed on the inside of them. God created you unique and gave you an assignment only you can do. Even identical twins are born with different assignments. And even though we know that we have an assignment designed specifically for us, we still get off track. You know how? Imitating others. Don't put any energy in trying to imitate someone else's assignment because God needs you to complete your unique assignment. Our life difficulties, our life experiences are lessons to be taught to someone that is having a hard time overcoming theirs. Do you ever wonder like when people come to you with their problems and issues 
they seem to be similar to your own. The reason why is because God put them in your path. And at that moment, you cannot be imitating someone else or pretending to be holier than thou. Your experiences, good or bad, is exactly what they need at that time. God is counting on you to work your assignment. They are counting on you to teach your lesson learned. Show up in your truth and be that blessing God created you to be. My sisters, you women of excellence, I hope you understand now how vitally important it is that your focus is making sure you know who you are in God, that your foundation is built on the rock of Jesus. Then you can start living out your life in excellence. Okay, our sister just gave us the foundation of becoming a woman of excellence. And I think she made mention that we were created in his image. So the only person we should try to impersonate is Christ. And we are created for his glory, not for our own pleasure, but for his glory. And we were created for his purpose. And like she said, each one of us have a specific divine purpose. And that purpose is not to mimic someone else's calling, convictions, or ministry, but to see God's perfect plan for our lives. We have been created on purpose and for his purpose. And so if you want to know what a woman of excellence looks like, just go to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 31 from verses 10 to 31. And it says she's a woman who is trustworthy. She has value. And so each of us, possess that same value. You may say, well, in today's world, that's not possible, but it is because through Christ, I can do all things. And it says that she is worth more than rubies. She is valuable. She's priceless. You're worth more than seashells. Rubies are rare and they are precious. And that's how we are, women of excellence. We are precious, not just to our husband, but we are precious in the sight of God. And we are to be valued above anyone or anything. We know that in this world today, in society today, there's a lot of value that's placed on external beauty. And we know that beauty fades. As you grow older, the wrinkles start coming. And so the time you take to invest in all this external beauty, it's time to invest in something that will last forever. External beauty is deceitful. And the Hebrew word refers to that which deceives and disappoints. What you see is not what you, is what you get. It seems that you are looking at a very beautiful person, but the surface appearance belies the inner person. The woman out of charm cover up her inner deformity. It will be like a nut with a fine looking shell. But when you crack it open, you find that the nut inside is rotten and undesirable. The world focuses on what people look like on the outside. God focuses on what people look like on the inside. Do you put more time and effort into being pretty on the outside or the inside? There's nothing wrong with wanting to look pretty. We need to make sure it's in balance. God would rather see us working on becoming a drop-dead gorgeous on the inside. You know, the kind of girl who talks to him on a regular basis to pray and one who reads her Bible. External improvement and transformation projects can only last so long. A beautiful woman may win a beauty contest, but she's not going to win one 30 years later. 
Beautiful actress grow old and in spite of all they do to preserve their youth, they lose the battle with time and their beauty deteriorates. External beauty can be disfigured and scarred by injury. So a woman of excellence spend more time in seeking the Lord. She spend more time communicating with him and trying to be more like him. So a woman of excellence is one who has been redeemed by the blood of Jesus through her repentance of a fallen nature of sinfulness, whose heart is filled with a passion for godliness and a deep desire to obey the Lord, whatever it costs her. Titus 2, 3 to 5 says that the older women ought to live in a way that honors God. It also says that these older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husband, then they will not bring shame on the word of God. We live in an era where there are more demands and expectations for our time than ever before. We are bombarded with cell phones, email, text messages, and we are pulled in many directions. And as a woman of excellence, we need to maintain time management because that is very important. So many young women have no clue how to take care of a home. They have no clue how to take care of their children or even how to cook. And although you can go to the store and get a lot of stuff these days, number one, it's not healthy. Number two, it's not cost effective because over time you would have spent a lot of money, whereas you can prepare these things at home. The story is told of a young couple who got married and went on their honeymoon. When they got back, the bride called her mother and told her mother she wanted to come home. So the mother said, how was the honeymoon? She said it was romantic. It was great. But she started crying. And the mother said, well, honey, why are you crying? She said, well, Sam has been using these terrible four-letter words to me and I want to come back home. I've never heard these words before. So the mother said, what do you mean? What awful four letter words are you talking about? She said, you just got to come and get me. Come and take me home. So her mother said, calm down. Tell me what could be so awful. What four letter words? She said, please don't make me tell you, mama. I'm so embarrassed just to tell you. Come and get me. Darling, you must tell me what has made you so upset. Mother, the bride said, words like dust, wash, iron, and cook. I know your mind was going someplace else, but a lot of these things, we no longer teach the young women how to do these things anymore because we can go to the dry cleaners, we can go to the laundromat, we can go to the, the deli, and we get all these things. But yet, we need to know how to survive in the event these things or these places are not available. My husband will be hearing this for the first time, just like you all, because he's not in the studio during the recording. So he'll be amazed at what I'm about to say. I learned at an early age how to cook. When I first got married, my husband said he will teach me the art of cooking. I guess because I was looking so skinny, he probably thought that I was malnourished and he wanted to fatten me up. So he decided 
he will teach me, but it has been 32 years and he have never done it. And I cook every day, seven days a week. So can you multiply 32 years times seven and let me know. Now that's a woman of excellence right there. Because if you think she cooks three meals a day, seven days a week for 32 years, that is a total of 34,944 meals that she cooked. Wow. Okay, I'm nowhere near that because, um, yes, I am blessed with a husband that was a chef before and he loves to cook. So I do not cook. I do know how to cook, but I do not cook. So, um, wow, girl, you good. <laughs> now you have truly proven you are a woman of excellence when it comes to cooking. So I give you permission to sit back for a little bit and allow your husband to show you his skills because in the beginning, he wanted to show you some things. Now you give him that chance, but it still won't take anything from you being a woman of excellence. Being a woman of excellence, you know how to handle all the money that come into the house. Not saying that you have to handle all the money that come in the house, but this is not the time where the men just handle all the money and you are completely clueless about the dealings with the money. No, you have to know how to manage the money. You have to know how to use that money wisely. Paying your bills first before you go get the latest pocketbook. Spending $200 or $400 on a pair of shoes when you didn't even pay your rent. You have to use wisdom in the finance department as well. You have to know that you have to save money for those larger purchases, not use what is for your bills. You have to realize that you need to invest because you have to multiply your money because sometimes your nine to five is not doing it. Invest your money wisely so your money can multiply. And the woman of excellence, she is a multiplier. So when you invest your money, then you know you have money for a rainy day or for an emergency because emergency comes and it doesn't tell you when, but it comes. So you got to always have something store away for a rainy day. If you do not handle your money, your money will handle you. In chosen a mate, a woman of excellence, focus is not on six feet, six pack abs or six figure income. Because we know 666, that's the devil right there. <laughs> a woman of excellence is more concerned on who he is on the inside. They, we want to make sure that they are rooted and grounded in the word of God. Because all that other stuff is just icing on a cake. And we know that icing on a cake that's half done is no good. It's just like when you go to a bakery and you pick out a cake and it's so beautiful and you pay for it and then you take it home to your family and friends and you cut inside the cake and the cake is half done. You, what would you do with it? Do you eat the cake? Do you put the cake in the oven to try to, you know, finish cooking the cake? No, you throw the cake in the garbage. And that's how we should look at when we start talking about this is the mate that we're going to choose. Yeah, his good looks and riches is just icing on a cake. But if he is not rooted and grounded in the word of God, he's half done. So that means the cake got to go. So boy, bye. Women of excellence do not choose a person with potential. When someone come to you and say they have potential because, you know, you may look at him. Well, he looks good. He have money. So he have potential. 
Women of excellence do not choose a man because of potential. When they come to you, you let them know that when your potential is realized, give me a call. Until then, I have no time for you. My sister made mention of a man having potential and to tell him bye-bye. That's true because when someone has potential, it means they have the ingredients to do or become something great. Potential means that the possibility exists. It's what you do with potential that counts. It's great to see the good in someone and it's even better to see the potential in all they can become, but do not go from seeing to feeling obligated to them. Because when you date someone that has potential, you are dating an imaginary person that has not caught up to the individual you have envisioned them to be. And potential promises nothing, including actual follow through. And we can't live our love life off the imaginary thinking of what would, could, and should be. As a woman of excellence, you're not trying to change anyone. Do not look for a fixer-upper. Change is good and necessary, but remember, it's always a personal choice. Someone can inspire you to change, but ultimately, that choice is singly yours. So do not try to change anyone and let Mr. Potential go his way. So women of excellence, keep yourself pure for that someone who is deserving of you. So in closing, you must be an enthusiastic woman. You must be excited about the things of God. You must also be an authentic woman. You got to be real. You got to be genuine, genuine, and dependable. You must also be a contagious woman. You got to affect your surrounding. You got to contaminate those that you come in contact with. You know, we have, some of us, we get the cold and people try to avoid you because they figure that you might be contagious or, or you might be, you may contaminate them. So the same thing, you got to be contagious and you got to contaminate the people that you come in contact with. And these are all Christ-like attributes. So if you are a woman of excellence, these are what you will display. Psalms 139 verse 14 says, You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Remember that. You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. God made you. There is no one else like you. No one else has your fingerprint. No one else has your DNA. You are one of a kind. You are special. If no one has ever told you those words, remember you are special. And the question I like to ask you, do you love you? You must love yourself before you can love me. She is absolutely correct. You have to make sure you love yourself before you can truly love anyone else. And if you are having difficulties with loving yourself, you need to go to the word of God and continue to search those scriptures and find who you are in God. Find out who is that person God said, this is good when he created Ladies, as you continue your walk with God, make sure your desire is to be that woman of excellence. And remember that godliness is a lifestyle, not a style of way or status. Give up everything for Jesus, but don't give up Jesus for anything. Amen. 
And as women of excellence, this is our desire. This song is by William McDowell called My Desire. And it says, my desire is to see a move of God, a move in me. My desire is to do all the things he's showing me. Let us create, create a place releasing your faith, releasing faith for God to move. So we will see the power of God and we will know that he is God. Amen. Is that your desire today? Let us pray. Father God, we just want to thank you today as women of God we just thank you for the opportunity to come before you, O oh God, boldly before your throne. And you say we will obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And we thank you today for what we have learned. Our desire, O oh God, is to be drawn closer to you. Our desire is to see you move in our lives in an unusual manner. We open our hearts and we yield ourselves to you. God, we surrender our all to you right now in the name of Jesus, that you will use us and you will use us mightily in this earth to proclaim your name. We thank you and we praise you. Amen and amen. And if this program has inspired you in one way or another, we will love to hear from you. You can check us out on Facebook or you can email us at newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. That's newdayofhopeatlanta at gmail.com. So until then, let your heart go on singing. Until then, oh my friends, with joy you ought to carry on. Bye now. God bless you and God keep you. God make his face to shine upon you.